And welcome to Wednesday on the Pure Pelka Podcast. It's Mike here on this March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day. It's also um, National Artichoke Hearts Day. I like artichoke hearts. And I don't know if they're good for me or not, but I like them. They're great in a salad. I'll have to look that up and see if they are actually good for me or if they're just something I'm eating because I, I think they're fancy and healthy. Anyway, let's look back on history before we get Dr. Royce in here and uh, talk about Wellness Wednesday because that's what we do. And since we're now getting ready to hit the third year of the pandemic, I think we should talk to Dr. Royzen about some of the latest news regarding the pandemic because it looks like China and Germany are experiencing surges and there's talk of another surge here in America. I just hope we don't go back to lockdowns and mask mandates, etc. But on this day back in the day, 1802, the U.S. military established uh, the Military Academy, which is now the Army's Academy at West Point. Right there on the Hudson River, a spectacular place. If you've never been there, you should visit. In 1850, a book we all had to read in high school, The Scarlet Letter, published Nathaniel Hawthorne's novel about uh, uh, debauchery in colonial America. That's right, Hester Prynne. And uh, you, you probably have flashbacks. I shouldn't talk about it here on the podcast. 1912? The first cherry tree planted in Washington, D.C. And we're just about getting ready to have the uh, the blooming of the cherry trees happen in D.C. It's pretty remarkable. It was uh, Helen Taft, the first lady of William Howard Taft, who planted that first cherry tree. And we got a whole bunch of them from Japan. Kind of a cool thing. If you go to D.C. and you should visit the nation's capital, Try and go in the spring when the cherry trees are blooming. It's spectacular. And I think this year we don't have to have all the COVID madness. Couldn't believe it. A couple of years we had people saying, oh, you can't be outside because COVID will sneak up on you. It'll jump out from behind the cherry trees. It really was madness. In uh, 1926, Dr. Robert Goddard, the father of modern rocketry, launched the first liquid-fueled rocket. And he really was responsible for getting us into space on a great level. Uh, in the news world in 1954, NBC was kicking everybody's butts in the morning with the Today Show. And CBS says, well, we got to get an early show. We need a morning show. So they launched the morning show. Clever name. With Walter Cronkite as the anchor. On the state in 2008, do you remember when Bear Stearns, the financial organization, collapsed? They were sold to J.P. Morgan Chase Bank for like two bucks a share, which was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And we did weather that storm. We came out of it. The financial collapse of 2007, 2008 really strained the system in 2009 and beyond. And I swear it got Barack Obama elected, but that's me. Uh, Fast forwarding to 2020, Canada on this day back in the day, closed its borders to non-citizens, which made life tough because we had a lot of people going back and forth from the northern border of America into Canada and back. Canada, big trading partner with this country. So uh, that, that's my look back on this date in history. 
Uh, making travel plans, are you? Hoping to get on a plane and not need a mask? Well, yesterday the Senate passed Rand Paul's resolution to undo the mask mandate on planes, on trains, on buses, and was 57 to 40, and Mitt Romney voted in the negative. Come on, Mitt. Do we really need mask mandates? No, we don't. The air on planes is ultimately cleaner than most of the air elsewhere. We've been told that. It's science. Can we follow the science? Maybe. Uh, The White House is already saying they threatened to veto Senator Paul's mask resolution. And unless and until the Senate can drum up 60-plus votes to say we'll overturn a veto, it looks like anything that's handed to Biden could get shot down. Not good. Speaking of shot down, did you watch Vladimir... uh, Zelensky and his speech to the joint session this morning with Nancy Pelosi giggling as she introduced Zelensky. It really is irritating to me that she's up there going, hee, 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 giggling like a schoolgirl. Very embarrassing. And I know he wants the skies closed, but I don't want Americans shooting at Russians and starting World War III. Just get them the damn planes, get them the Polish MiGs and let them defend themselves. And maybe we can put some more financial pressure on Russia. Someone suggested that we sanction every member of the Russian government. Yeah, that would stop things, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, We talked earlier about the Senate passing the resolution about the uh, masks. The, um, The bipartisan bill that also got through the Senate to stop the seasonal clock changes, that makes me happy. Makes me feel like maybe we can get something done. Maybe. I don't know, but maybe. And Dr. Fauci resurfaced yesterday, so cancel the silver alert for Dr. Fauci. He came out of his hole, saw his shadow, and said six more weeks of COVID, and then told us that he expects fully to be the target of the GOP in the upcoming election cycle. He will be the bad guy. Yeah, you and Biden, and Pelosi, and Schumer, pretty much anybody with a D after their name. But I can't, he's reveling in his uh, victimhood. He deserves every little bit of that. While we are getting ready to talk to Dr. Roizen, uh, the, the vaccine madness continues in New York City. The new mayor, who we all thought was gonna be just great and very different, than the last communist mayor they had in Bill de Blasio. He's not backing down. If you're not vaccinated and you're a professional sports player, you're not allowed to play in your home games in New York. For example, if you're a New York Met or New York Yankee, you cannot play in a home game. Insane. Just insane. Remember Omarosa? Omarosa Manigault? She was... uh, One of the early people on uh, Donald Trump's Apprentice. And she became synonymous when somebody was kind of overbearing and maybe even we could use the word bitchy. Uh, They were called an Omarosa. Well, she got into the Trump White House for a short time, used it for all she could, and then stabbed Trump in the back. Not literally, of course. And uh, funny how the karma hammer swings back. Omarosa was just slapped with a $61,000 fine 
because she violated the ethics rules and a judge said you didn't make the correct financial disclosures so that'll be $61,000 thank you very much there you go Uh, there's an interview out that I thought was going to be really really interesting really fascinating it's a former Starbucks barista who is telling the secrets about what the baristas do when a customer is rude and I'm thinking they spit in the uh, coffee or they they put real caffeine where the people want to decaf. No, it's it's a lot wimpier than that. They misspell the person's name on the cup. That's really wimpy. Really wimpy. And uh, out of a little bit of local news, but it's coming up in the uh, national elections, Pennsylvania's got a hotly contested Senate race coming up. One of the Republican candidates is Dr. Oz. Yes, that Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is also in a primary challenge. And it's getting pretty nasty up here. We're seeing all kinds of crazy ads. But Dr. Oz is now apparently feeling like maybe he's not going to make it. We're hearing he's currently in talks to restart his TV career if he loses that Senate primary. And I say, why shouldn't you have a backup plan? That's a good thing. Speaking of backup plans, I have one for the rest of the show. Our buddy, Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic is here to talk Wellness Wednesday. And is there another spike in COVID? That's next on the Pure Opelka podcast. It is Wednesday. It's Wellness Wednesday. And that means it's Dr. Roizen time. Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic. He's also very busy as uh, we're starting to ramp up now for the official launch of the Great Age Reboot book, which is coming out in September. And Doc, welcome, my friend. You're telling me that you're working on an app to go with the book? Yeah, so in other words, rather than just have people read about it, there's a we decided to make a gamified app um, so that people could do things uh, through their doctor, so it's an app that works curating through your physician hmm. um, called the Great Age Reboot app. And uh, hopefully uh, um, we're, d- we're in our uh, second phase of pilots. And by uh, June, the app should be uh, ready to roll out. Oh, great. Uh, Dr. Royson, I'm reading that China and maybe even Germany are having flare-ups of COVID again, and China has 51 million people in lockdowns. Uh, Is there something we need to be worried about with a resurgence? Um, The answer is we're starting to see a resurgence here if you look at the wastewater results. Mm. What do I mean by that, and why am I worried? The only reason to worry about China and Hong Kong, they've got the Omicron variant that we had, and the only reason to worry about that is that's how you get mutations. It gets into enough people and there will be some mutations. Um, the, uh, the, that's, and the bad news is for China is it will affect a lot of people because their vaccination program did not appear to be as effective. That is, although Hong Kong, for example, has the Pfizer vaccine, um, most people are getting the Sinovac vaccine, which is 
clearly less effective um, against serious disease and death than is uh, either Moderna or Pfizer or even the uh, Texas version. Hmm. Okay. Um, but the uh, so the reason to worry about it is uh, the mutations as well as the hospital supply and hospital overload and the death. Hong Kong is now, um, their hospitals are over jammed already. Now, the, but we're seeing it in our wastewater, another spike. And so it appears that uh, a lot of people in the US are getting an infection, but without um, symptoms, which is a good news. It means that our antibodies are protecting us from serious disease. So, as far as the worry from China, yeah, um, well, maybe it'll keep them from helping uh, Russia with uh, arms and stuff. Um, so there may be uh, that may be the most positive part of this because it ain't good that any place in the world has a has an illness like this. Well, you know, when you mentioned the uh, wastewater tests that are showing um, more, but not, I guess, as it's diminishing in its strength. That reminds me, former President Barack Obama tested positive, And when they asked about him, he said, I just had a scratchy throat for a few days. So is that where we are? The power of COVID is diminishing as uh, as we get farther and farther away from the initial infection? Well, it's not. Remember, he's gotten two two shots and a booster and may have, and and those are they're really the the vaccine and as i've said on the show for two two years and a little more probably uh 25 months now no vaccine is safe this vaccine isn't absolutely safe but the benefit is at least 5000 times the risk in the obama age group and um so he's gotten the benefit of it and doesn't have side effects from the vaccine and the booster. And so that's what you want. You want someone to have only a scratchy throat from this because their immune system has been geared up by the vaccinations and boosters. Okay, good, good. Well, we hope he's completely healed and wish him all the best to get better soon. That's, uh, that's everybody should be doing that. Doc, let's hit some of your research. So much great stuff this week. I have to ask you right out of the blocks, we see discussions of cholesterol all the time and lowering cholesterol and talking about doing that. And you have a number two on your list here, how to lower your cholesterol naturally. Uh, I have a question before you tell us how. Does it's actually number three on my list. Oh, that, I got to get you to read better. I got to get my eyes checked. I just got, I just got to <laughs> notice. Are you sure you haven't had a hole in one and just didn't know it? That's a good point. I may, <laughs> I may have. No, that didn't happen. We had frozen weather all weekend, so there was no golf. Um, uh, it, does chicken have a lot more cholesterol causing whatever in it, like roasted chicken? No, it's just the chicken skin does. Oh, and that's so, so tasty, you, too. Yeah, it's, it's great when you roast it with the skin. No, you take the damn skin off, unfortunately, because that's got a lot of saturated fat with it. Hmm. But I don't think that's, I, I mean, in other words, this article isn't exactly right, because it isn't saturated fat by itself that's bad for cholesterol. It is especially saturated fat with uh, carnitine, lecithin, and choline, 
which cause inflammation as well as an elevated cholesterol. So we're beginning to think you have to have both inflammation and a cholesterol elevation together. Hmm. So So how do we we lower it? Hot dogs, clearly. Beef and pork, clearly. Palm and coconut oil, clearly are bad for your cholesterol levels. Hmm. Uh, Some cheeses and butter, bad. And trans fat, which is in baked goods and especially in fried food, uh, that's bad. But the things that are good, avocados, nuts, um, salmon, ocean trout, olive oil, uh, seeds, almost every seed, flaxseed included, and things that increase your fiber, whole wheat bread, etc., those are all good at lowering cholesterol. But as I say to the patients, if it doesn't get down, look, if it's under 130, I say, we got six months to get it down. If it doesn't get down, let's go to medication because the medications are both anti-inflammatory and um, anti-LDL cholesterol. So they're really incredibly beneficial. Yeah, there's some side effects. But the benefit, again, just like vaccines, the benefit outweighs the side effects by a huge margin. And the side effects, as far as we know, are all reversible in virtually all the patients, all the people. One of the things I really like about Dr. Royce, and I'm talking to you guys who are listening here, is that uh, he likes to go to a first heal it or fix it by adjusting your life before putting a a drug in your system. So Dr. Royzen says, let's go six months by adjusting what you're eating and see if your cholesterol corrects before going to a medication. And I really do appreciate that doc. And I think that's, that's something everybody should understand because that lets you take responsibility and have a hand in your own, your own life and your own health Uh, in the food nutrition department. Since we're talking food nutrition, I want to go over these because these these four numbers, five, six, seven and eight just caught my eye. Number one, we've talked about it forever. Are there new benefits to dark chocolate? Uh, no, but there are the people are emphasizing the continued benefits of the flavonoids, which is the um, stuff in there that gives it both some of its taste, uh, some of its aroma and a lot of health benefits. The second is the fiber. The third is the caffeine. And uh, the fourth is, uh, in some way, it releases dopamine, which is great for all of us. It makes us feel good. So those are all good benefits if for a little dark chocolate every day. Dark chocolate is better when it's 100%. So you start with 50 or 60 percent, go to 70, 75, and then over time you can go to 80. I can't go beyond 80. It's too bitter for me, but I can go to 75 to 80 almost routinely. An ounce a day is a great way of uh, feeling good and getting the health benefits of chocolate. See, I'm with you on this, and I'm with you on the 80 percent. Every gets over that, I, I'm like, you, it's a little too much. Um, I don't drink coffee. I do drink tea, mostly green tea. Occasionally I have a cup of uh, black tea with caffeine in it. But uh, can coffee, and what is it? Can it cure a hangover? Uh, no. Okay. Um, sorry, the good headline, but the answer is no, it doesn't cure the, the hangover. Um, what it does, um, it, it's interesting because 
many people like myself, I have six cups of coffee, eight cups of coffee a day. And if you go without it, in other words, if the next morning you're feeling so lousy um, that you go without your coffee, you can get a withdrawal headache on top of your hangover. Oh, that's not good. That is not good at all. I We went to Canyon Ranch once. It's a real fancy schmancy spa for five days, my wife and I. And we're not big coffee drinkers. But when you go in there, when you check in, they tell you, you know, we don't we don't have caffeine here. We don't have uh, coffee in the hallways when you get up in the morning. And people were walking around miserable, saying, I got a caffeine, no caffeine, withdrawal, hangover. So... Uh, you bring your own, baby. <laughs> BYO. I like that, Doc. Oh, that's great. So while we're in the uh, coffee can't cure a hangover, but does alcohol affect my cholesterol? Well, wait a second. Before that, so many hangovers are made worse or are caused by dehydration. So you have to drink a lot of fluid. And coffee and the other thing is the coffee headache uh, compounding it. So coffee can make you feel better and does take away one of the problems of a hangover. And if you drink water with it, you get rid of the dehydration. Um, does it do anything to cholesterol? Um, no. Does alcohol do anything? Yeah, alcohol gets metabolized um, to sugar and then to cholesterol. So um, alcohol... If you have too much of it, will increase your LDL cholesterol level. So if you're changing your diet to lower your cholesterol, just know that the that alcohol might make it worse. So you you got to limit. It's all about moderation, and that really is the thing. Find out what what is best for you, and you know the vices. Moderate them. Do that. Uh, and speaking of moderating, number eight, then this is a big stinking deal. The diet quality in the lives of seniors in this country from 2001 to 2018, pre-pandemic, decreased. So we saw seniors not eating better in that period? Um, if you will, now this is a test that I, I often give you little quizzes. I know. What of seniors eat a high quality diet um, that is just being 65 and over um, and this is all U.S. adults um, in the Nihane's National Health and Nutrition Survey where they tend to lie to make them seem like they're eating better even in that what what eat better what percent eat a healthy diet I'm thinking it's under 50 percent well, give me a number. All right. Uh, 42%. 0.4%. It's less than 1%. What? Just That's horrible. How many? <laughs> the, what percent went from what we would call atrocious diet quality in 2001 to atrocious quality in 2018? How did that change? Oh, I'm sure because we saw other obesity rates spike. Uh, I'm sure that tripled. Well, no, it didn't. Go, it went from 50.9% to 60.9%. 60 60% of us eat a horrible diet. 0.4% of us, less than 1%, eat a really good diet. We got to work on this, people. We got to focus on what we put in. You put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out in terms of your health. We got to focus, focus, focus. And it takes time. 
and you have to give up processed foods and you have to try and make a commitment to making meals at your home. And I know that's hard, hard to make yourself do that, but the benefits are there. At least I, I've seen them in my life by us taking time and having dinners and lunches together that we made and didn't go out and buy fast food or processed food. Uh, I think we're a little better. We're a little healthier. Maybe not as good as we could be, but uh, we're working on it. All right, I'm looking at, uh, I'm almost out of time here, Doc. Um, the, the O word, obesity, is always. Well, this, I, I hoped you had picked that one. In. This is incredible. Yeah, okay. Among 114,000 people from two Finnish cohorts, so they've got all the data for um, 20 years in Finland in their electronic medical record, and everyone is a member of the National Health uh, Program. Those who had obesity, 18.4% of Finns had obesity. They had a 13-fold increase in complex diseases. That is getting four uh, diseases compared to those who weren't obese, the 71, the... 81.5% of Finns who weren't obese. They had almost all of the chronic disease were those who were obese, um, if you will, before, and, and this is before age 50. A 13-fold increase. In, yep. Oh, so, and, and the Finns don't have the obesity problem we have based on the statistics you just shared. They're a lot healthier than we are. And even... Yeah, if you look at Americans 18 and older, remember, we have 37% obese. They have 18.5. So we have double the obesity rate they do. Yikes. Yikes. This is this is the um, the pandemic of America. It's uh, I, I guess we should just call it the, the biggest health problem of America because it causes so many other problems. And the Finn study shows that a 13-fold increase in other issues. So we have to do this step by step. We have to start yeah, eating better. Our genes haven't changed. This is not genetic. Our genes haven't changed since 1970. But our waistlines have gone from, I think it is um, under 10% obesity in America to now, or under 10% um, obesity in America to now 37.7%. Okay. That's fast food and other companies um, convincing us and figuring out how to get us to eat more. And we've uh, decreased physical activity. We have more stress um, and poor sleep habits. So it is all of those things combined that have made us um, have the, as you call it, the a pandemic of obesity. Why is it a pandemic? Because we've exported our bad habits. The whole world is getting obese. The developed world is getting obese because we've exported those habits to the rest of the world and our food companies, et cetera, um, and our uh, inactivity and stress levels. So we've got a, this is, this is, as you say, this is a bigger killer than COVID-19 by a long shot. This is why we need that uh, app quickly, Dr. Royce. We, we need the Great Age Reboot app and the Great Age Reboot book to get out here. And people, you can start right now just by eating a little bit healthier every day. Just baby steps. I'd like to say by pre-ordering the book. Okay. Pre-order the book 
And then <laughs> we will give you updates as well on the development of the app because I know I want to be there to uh, be one of the early adopters and testers on it. So Dr. Michael Royson is his name. You can uh, find him. He's on Twitter. He's got at Dr. Mike Royzen, and it's R-O-I-Z-E-N, Dr. Mike Royzen. Great stuff on the tweets, Doc, and we appreciate you every week here on this here podcast. And I appreciate you. Thank you very much, Michael. 